Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. In the squadron, they called him Bullets. But we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, I so sorry. I got to apologize to the guy who I just kicked off an elevator uh, or I wouldn't let him on. The elevator. What happened with the elevators? One of the elevators is out of commission. It's not working. The elevator guys, the repairmen are there. So I waited about five minutes for an elevator to come, which is like people have bigger problems, but that was a long time. And then finally one comes and our elevator doors, once you press the button, you want to go to the second floor or the fifth floor, they just stay open for another like 20 seconds, which is a long time. And every time somebody comes in, you know, the doors open again. So the doors are just about to close. They just start. And I see a guy, he wants to come on. I say, please stop. And I just held up my hand and he didn't get on. And a uh, very big guy, and I think he's uh, not happy. I think he just assessed the situation. I just, I apologize, but I, uh, five minutes. I was there five minutes before you were, okay? Um, elevators are an amazing thing. They almost always work, uh, and when they don't, um, well, I had my little adventure. No big deal. Hey, uh, much, much, much more importantly, although you wouldn't know it by watching the fake news and even the conservative news, um, Everything should be different today because we have now uh, incontrovertible proof that January 6th was a hoax, was a great big uh, false flag operation. You know, you uh, you basically do what you accuse your enemy of doing. They, <laughs> the horns guy, he's either totally innocent or he was a co-conspirator with the Democrats to arrange this great big elaborate effort to uh, tarnish MAGA to demonize and stigmatize any questions, legitimate questions about the election of 2020. Um, take a look at this, please. Listen to this. Now, one of the reasons why nobody actually paid attention to this, they ignored it because they're jealous of Tucker Carlson and or they, um, well, there's nothing there. That's not new. That's not new. Are you kidding me? Every time there was some remote, every time some distant, uh, aide who worked for Donald Trump for three minutes during the campaign. And we found out that he might have met a Russian at a cafe in Miami in 2007. It was breaking news on MSNBC. This is a big deal. Did you see? Well, you'll hear it right here. I was onto this a long time ago and I pointed it out, but look, Tucker deserves uh full credit. Cut 15, please cut 15. Of his time inside the Why Capitol. Why don't you take it from the top? On one tape. more time, one more time. That didn't sound Virtually right. Every moment of go. his time inside the Capitol was caught on tape. The tapes show that Capitol Police never stopped Jacob Chansley. They helped him. They acted as his tour guides. Here's video of Chansley in the Senate chamber. Capitol Police officers take him to multiple entrances and even try to open locked doors for him. We counted at least nine officers who were within touching distance of unarmed Jacob Chansley. Not one of them even tried to slow him down. Isn't that incredible? Did you see this footage yet? You got to see it. Uh, I played it on my show. You could see it on t- the website, I guess, but uh, you have to see this. Jacob Chansley is the horns guy. 
with the makeup, with the horns hat, with the crazy stuff, howling at the moon. Walk, But here he is walking with police officers like they're on the same team. They are escorting him around, not like they're escorting him to jail, like like he's the big fish, like he's the VIP, and they're facilitating his movement throughout the Capitol. It's very, very interesting. It's wild. It blows this thing wide open, everybody. And there's more. Cut 16. Chansley understood that Capitol Police were his allies. Video shows him giving thanks for them in a prayer on the floor of the Senate. Watch. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for paying the inspiration needed to these police officers to allow us into the building. That last part of the prayer. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for these police officers for allowing us into the building. And they did. I have, <laughs> we've established that, all right? The doors were left open. And now the Capitol Police, instead of taking or addressing this criticism or these findings head on, they are hiding once again. More on that in a little bit. Uh, and then there's the matter of Officer Brian Sicknick, who I believe is a native of New Jersey, the late Brian Sicknick, Capitol Hill police officer, who um, voted for Trump. Apparently he was a Trump supporter. But the Democrats co-opted his death, exploited it. He did not die uh, from a fire extinguisher to the head. He died of natural causes. The coroner reported that. The Capitol Hill police reluctantly had to say the same thing. In April, three months later, cut 17, please. Here is surveillance footage of Sicknick walking in the Capitol after he was supposedly murdered by the mob outside. By all appearances, Sicknick is healthy and vigorous. He's wearing a helmet, so it's hard to imagine he was killed by a head injury. Whatever happened to Brian Sicknick was very obviously not the result of violence he suffered at the entrance to the Capitol. This tape overturns the single most powerful and politically useful lie the Democrats have told us about January 6th. This tape would shatter the fraud they were perpetrating on the country because hiding the truth served their political interest. They lied about the police officer they claimed to revere. If they were willing to do that, then their dishonesty knew no limits. So this is huge news. It's huge. Um, the only person with an excuse to not report it would be me. <laughs> I'll tell you why in a little bit, but I'm jumping up and down about it because it's still very, very significant. Um, what is the fake news doing? They're either ignoring it or they're trying to, just like the laptop. Maria pointed this out. I think it was Maria or Susan. Uh, just like the laptop, they ignored it. The only time they addressed it in the fall of 2020 was to try to say it's uh, debunked. It's Russia disinformation. It's all fake news. Uh, cut 19, please. Cut 19. Bit of a fact check this morning after Fox News host Tucker Carlson aired previously unseen video of the assault on the Capitol on his show last night. What Carlson did is use selected clips from surveillance tapes provided to him by House Speaker Kevin McCarthy to claim falsely that journalists and lawmakers lied about the January 6th attack on the Capitol. No, he provided conclusive evidence that journalists and Democrats lied about the January 6th situation on the Capitol. Situation, I should say. Not an attack, a situation, okay? So it's one thing for the fake news to uh, nitpick and uh, either ignore it or try to uh, debunk it. But what is kind of jaw-dropping, Fox News itself, the network, the home network of Tucker Carlson, ignored the story. You like Fox and Friends? You know those that cheery morning bunch, right? You may want to rethink the, your arrangement if you watch that show. Cut 20, please. Here they all are, three of them. 
talking about everything under the sun except <laughs> except the big, big, big news about January 6th. Cut 20. Shows four Americans kidnapped at gunpoint in Mexico. I personally infuse this room so that it smells just like Mrs. Olson's house. Do. This I, is extremely graphic. So I do. I have a lot of fun with them. Well, before she leaves, it's just another day on Fox and Friends. You know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I'm not saying there's not other news to cover, but why not this story? What? What are they? Let me guess. <laughs> is this something that the billionaire owner is uncomfortable with again? Now, who runs this country, huh? What about the free and fair press? That's a bunch of crap, oh, by the way. Everybody's got <laughs> billionaires. Billionaires run the world. Billionaires run the press. It's up to the whim of a billionaire? I don't think so. It shouldn't be that way. Just remember, Fox News is a business. Oh, yeah, they're worried about the bottom line. They don't give a damn about this stuff, most of them. Tucker cares. One or two other care. But the rest, they just it's just a job. It's a high-paying job, and they'll do whatever the hell they're told throughout the day. Throughout the day, not one freaking mention about this damn thing, and it's huge. Can you imagine CNN finding out something of this nature, say, that undermines Donald Trump and ignoring it? This thing undermines the entire fake news narrative of January 6th, stuff that Joe Biden has been telling us for years. He's lying. They're all lying. Please help us, Fox News. Cut 21. Hey guys, good morning everyone. Kidnapped in broad daylight, the FBI investigating the abduction of four huh? Americans in Mexico. But here it appears the four Americans were shot by a mistake. Yeah, it's a play-by-play of Sunday's fiery attack on Atlanta's cop city. Dana, we expect today that nearly uh, two dozen of those protesters who were arrested and charged with domestic terrorism. Oh, two brothers were riding snowmobiles. All right, nothing moose. about it, huh? Nothing about <laughs> nothing about Chansley. This horns guy being escorted around the Capitol by police, working with the police, working with the police. Huh? This is evidence that it was a hoax. There's something going on here. We need more information. Quite frankly, we need you guys. Help us find out what the hell's going on. But no, their infra, the, the vast infrastructure that they command, uh, the, the New York Times, uh, Fox News. They've got a lot of people, a lot of resources. They're not going to break a sweat. They just want to go with the original story. Thanks for nothing. Thanks for nothing. And oh, by the way, yeah, right. Arizona, you guys, Arizona, Fox News. <laughs> Whatever, huh? Hmm. Let's see. Is there another one? Oh, you know who has been on this story from the get-go? Me. Me. Greg Kelly. Yes. This is all the way back in February of 21. 2021, this is a, a month after January 6th. Now, I did not have the security footage, security camera footage that Tucker had. However, I did have some still pictures, and I noticed a couple of things. Oh, and there was some video, but not the video that Tucker got. I noticed that the horns guy was polite, and he never broke anything, and he never hurt any, anybody. I also noticed that the cops seemed to be cooperating with him, like they were on the same team. There's a red-headed, bearded cop who seemed to be giving him directions. And his hand is like, please, write this way, sir. Like, the Senate is that way. It's incredible. Anyway, I was on it about uh, over two years ago. Cut 22, Greg Kelly from his own show, my own show. There were serious failures on January 6th that no one seems to be talking about. Failures in security. They've got hundreds of Capitol Hill police officers. They have a budget of something like $700 million a year. 
And we've all seen the video by now. In certain areas, some of these folks were just allowed right on in. What's going on there? And how about this guy, the horns guy? Here, he just seems to be getting directions and yelling a lot, <laughs> you know, howling, I should say. By the way, look at that. They literally seem to be saying the Senate chamber is this way. How about that, huh? February 21. I noticed something was up right away. And then uh, with Sicknick, I was a little bit tentative, to be honest, because, well, an officer had died, but it wasn't adding up. All right. The manner of death, I thought that they were exaggerating, and I, I knew I was being deceived. And the over-the-top memorial for a Capitol Hill police officer, any Capitol Hill police officer in my book is a hero, except for people like Harry Dunn, who are political co-conspirators. Um, but there was something about this funeral that just, it didn't look right. It wasn't right. I knew it. Something was up. This is in February again of uh, 2021. I'm a little hesitant but I know something is up. Cut 23. He died in the aftermath of the January 6th riots. He'll be receiving honors, but uh, they'll be in the Capitol Rotunda, which I think is fine. But how about this? He died on January 7th. It's three and a half weeks later. Do you think there might be something political about how they're doing this now? A memorial slash funeral, three and a half weeks after the time of death, I know of no culture where that's normally done, uh, no religion, but um, I have a feeling, I have a feeling that politics is at work here. Politics. Yeah, I was right. By the way, um, he wasn't hit in the head with a fire extinguisher. He died of natural causes, natural causes. It's right there in the, in the death certificate. And then they even went, they really they really lost all decency, all sense of decency when they tried to say that those suicides were related to January 6th. I would still would like to know more about that, but there's something called suicide contagion. Have you ever heard about that? Psychologists talk about it. One person kills himself, and then this happens in high schools all too often. One person kills themselves, then a couple of other others do as well. It like it becomes a trend, a dark, tragic trend. It happens. It's been documented by scientists, by psychologists. It actually happens. But no, they all wanted to say it was on January 6th. Yes, Donald Trump is responsible for for all of that. Let's see. Um, remember how what a big deal they made out of this. Now, w- look at the TVs right now. No one, all they're doing, to the extent they're talking about this story, is denouncing Tucker Carlson. right? But he has new information. This is indisputably new information. And it's significant because how significant were those January 6th hearings? I mean... Oh, it was just last summer, June, July, 2022. Listen to Lester Holt. How ser- this was prime time television, everybody. Cut 25. Now, the January 6th committee makes its closing argument to the American people. Reporting tonight, Lester Holt. Good evening, everyone. It was one of the most difficult days in American history. And for more than a year, the January 6th committee has been investigating why and how a mob of thousands stormed the Capitol building. Wow. Why and how? No, they never got around. They never got around to the (laughs) they never got around to the critical questions. It was all about what did Donald Trump say about the election? Like that was responsible for everything. It was a great big plot to tarnish MAGA, to stigmatize us. It did not work. They are being revealed, and I'm very excited, actually. Hey, what's up with the zippity-doo-dah, zippity-doo-dah, zippity-a? Remember that? It's beautiful. Why are they suddenly canceling it? I'll be right back. 
Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Greg Kelly, Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, pretty amazing. They're having a hearing just now. Is it just now? Almost two years later. Two years later, now that the Republicans are in charge, we can talk about things like the hideous, catastrophically bad withdrawal, withdrawal, retreat from Afghanistan and that mess. And they're having hearings about it right now. Uh, that's a good thing. We need more of this. They're also looking into the COVID origin, all these things. I wish it was happening on the Senate side as well, but we don't set the agenda there. Not that I'm a Republican, but you know, the good guys are not in control of the Senate. At least, at least there's the House. Hey, does this sound familiar for anybody? Of course it does. If anybody is, uh, alive, certainly you've heard this before. My oh my, what a wonderful day. Sunshine Isn't that beautiful? Now, what could be wrong with this? He's happy about birds? It's actual. Everything is satisfactual. Everything's great. Sunny day. But you better not like this song because it's racist. Stop it. It's racist. It's the newest, it's the latest thing that's racist and must be expunged. Listen to this. Uh, Disneyland has removed the zippity doodah lyric played during its park parades because it comes from a movie that has been criticized for racist portrayals of black Americans. The lyric initially appeared in the Magic Happens Parade when it debuted in March of 2020. The parade recently returned after a nearly three-year hiatus because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And everything was totally crazy, okay? Upon its reintroduction last month, spectators of the twice-daily parade, described as celebrating magical moments from legendary Disney stories on its website, now hear the lyric and think that it's racist. It's made people upset because the stereotypes of spiritual black men. What the hell kind of what? 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 It's a beautiful, beautiful song. I remember when I was four years old, being intrigued by that big, happy guy playing with the birds. They're ruining everything. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Did you see that madness out at that Chinese restaurant in College Point, Queens? 70, 80 young punks destroying the place. Hardworking people. You know what it takes to get a restaurant up and going, right? And a bunch of punks come in and trash the place. Uh, shocking video. It's totally out of control, complete and utter mayhem. The manager's in the middle of it trying to get him to stop. They won't stop. It's heartbreaking. 
And you know, this, this madness is happening. Yet I hear folks still swooning about Eric Adams. I wonder why that is. Oh, he's doing such a good job. All right. I want to go back to this January 6th stuff for a second and Ashley Babbitt, you know, um, well, let me take a step back. When the police shoot somebody, it's a big deal for the police department, all right? Police, sometimes they have to shoot people. When they do, it's a very, very, very big deal. When it happens here in New York City, when the city is professionally run with the mayor like Rudy Giuliani or Mike Bloomberg and a police commissioner like Ray Kelly, you know what happens after the police shoot and kill somebody? Well, <laughs> they don't wait four months and hope it goes away. They talk to the media within three hours, and they let them know what they know, which is the way it's quite frankly supposed to work in a democracy. You may remember, this is a while ago, 2012 or so, but it was just one that stood out to me. I was actually in France on vacation, believe it or not, and I heard my dad on the radio over there, France, and uh, talking about this shooting that happened at the Empire State Building. Listen to the level of detail, and remember this, it this briefing happens within, I think, actually less than two hours after the actual shooting. Cut 27. As the two officers approached Johnson, he pulled his 45 caliber semi-automatic pistol from his bag and fired on the officers, who returned fire, killing him. An additional nine individuals were either wounded or grazed during the exchange. Johnson had been employed for six years at Hazan Imports, H-A-Z-A-N Imports, as a designer of women's accessories. During a downsizing at the company about a year ago, Johnson was laid off. That's what, That's a lot of detail, isn't it? That's nitty-gritty detail about everybody who's involved. You know what the Capitol Police did after Ashley Babbitt died? Uh, well, radio silence. They all kept their mouths shut. And the only person who officially spoke about Ashley Babbitt was the guy who shot her, Lieutenant Michael Byrd. <laughs> Eight months later, that department is out of control, out of control. Hey, are we jo- – oh, she's on the phone. Fantastic. We have one of the greatest journalists in the world with us right now, Miranda Devine of the New York Post, author of Laptop from Hell, Hunter Biden, Big Tech, and the Dirty Secrets the President Tried to Hide. Miranda Devine, great job on Tucker the other night. How are you? Oh, thanks very much, Greg. Great to be with you. So, uh, number one, it's International Women's Day. Uh, I generally don't really uh, <laughs> notice it or commemorate. Is there anything you want to say? I happen. You happy? I don't know. Uh, um, well, look. I, what I will say is that for all young women out there, become a mother. It is um, the most fulfilling and important thing that you can ever do. Wow, what a message. That's beautiful. And it's so, uh, I wasn't expect. thank you. Um, somehow that seems to be lost in today's, uh, culture, doesn't it? It's not emphasized. It's not glorified. Or maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I'm not a woman. It just doesn't seem like people encourage that much, right? No. And if you actually, um, look, you know, progressives aren't having children. Um, it's really, I guess, conservative minded people who are. And, uh, as, a friend of mine, Carol Markowitz, has got a fantastic book out at the moment. She makes the point that it's the people who don't have children who are trying to control the, you know, our children, other people's children, uh, and sort of pervert them and turn them into little foot soldiers of the revolution. Do you think there's something uh, at work here? You know, they say the globalists, they want to reduce the 
the world's population, climate change, that kind of stuff, and the emphasis on the T and LGBTQ, that this is really a plot to reduce the population. Do you buy into that at all? I'm open-minded on the uh, on the idea, actually. I'm not sure it's that um, sort of planned out. I think it's just more a matter of wanting to create chaos. And, you know, you disrupt the family, you disrupt the very core of who we are and our identity as men and women, which is engraved in every chromosome of our body. And that's the ultimate chaos, isn't it? It sure is. And uh, we're in the middle of it. But you are kind of this bastion of sanity in this uh, chaos we're all living in. Hey, I want to show you or replay for our audience uh, what Tucker Carlson revealed about the horns guy. There's a lot he he talked about, but this is particularly striking to me. The horns guy with the crazy hat and the makeup. Listen to Tucker and this show, by the way, I think this is the episode you're on, uh, Miranda. Listen to this, please. Cut 15. Virtually every moment of his time inside the Capitol was caught on tape. The tapes show the Capitol Police never stopped Jacob Chansley. They helped him. They acted as his tour guides. Here's video of Chansley in the Senate chamber. Capitol Police officers take him to multiple entrances and even try to open locked doors for him. We counted at least nine officers who were within touching distance of unarmed Jacob Chansley. Not one of them even tried to slow him down. The video to me was totally wild, and it's just as Tucker said. I know we can't see it right here, but he's walking, and he's in the presence of cops, and they seem to be assisting him, almost treating him like he's a VIP. Miranda, what did you think when you saw that footage? Well, I I really thought what a travesty it is that Jacob Chansley was sentenced to almost four years in jail. I mean, he's rotting in jail. He's a, a naval veteran. Uh, he's 33 years old. He has PTSD. He had it anyway. And uh, he's been kept in solitary confinement um, in, a, a, you know, what, what his defense lawyers call the D.C. gulag. Um, why was he, why were his lawyers not able to access that footage um, before his trial? Any reasonable judge, any reasonable court would have thrown the case out once they saw that. You know, um, uh, Joe McBride, who's one of the most heroic lawyers, a New York lawyer who acts for many of these J6 people, not for Chansley, but for many others, um, he he says that it is actually a form of entrapment when law enforcement is giving you a guided tour of the Capitol and opening doors for you and helping you get into the Senate chamber. And it's all very pleasant and you're chatting with them. I mean, there were there were at least nine police officers that I counted in that surveillance footage that um, had contact um, with this guy. And uh, he was obviously one of these protesters because he's dressed in this garish costume. He's bare-chested. Um, he's got this furry hat on with these Viking horns. And, um, you know, he's got face paint on. So... Uh, that is entrapment, and why he's sitting in jail is insane. I mean, you know, Jonathan Turley says it's because he became the face of the riot, and therefore it was what he was wearing that meant that he got the book thrown at him. That is outrageous. That is not justice. That is cruel, and it's unconstitutional, and it's vile. And what I find, you know, even more vile is the media and people like, you know, Republicans, people like Mitch McConnell, who go along with it because 
they, it, it's in their interest to ensure that that riot that happened at the Capitol that nobody condoned, nobody says it wasn't a riot, nobody says that there wasn't parts of it that were terribly violent, police were injured, you know, windows were smashed, that was wrong. But to call it an insurrection, especially after we had seen throughout the the summer of 2020, for months leading up to the 2020 presidential election, we had seen violent riots in which two dozen people were killed, billions of dollars of damage was done. Um, you know, people were terrorised. Uh, voters were made to believe that we lived in uh, just a completely chaotic, uncontrolled hellhole caused by Trump. And, um, and, and you know... To, to then just pretend that those were peaceful but fiery protests and then say that the Capitol riot was an insurrection worse than 9-11 and worse than Pearl Harbor and the worst attack on democracy since the Civil War, all of which Joe Biden has said, it's just such a lie. And that's why it's great that Tucker Carlson um, has been given this footage by Kevin McCarthy and he did such a great job over two nights and he will continue to do so to to just demolish the lies of the Democrats, the media, and especially the January 6th committee. By the way, I do wonder the entrapment part. I wonder, though, actually, if it was more working in collusion. You know, I have this theory that the protesters were let in not to uh, they didn't want to stop the electoral count. The powers that be, Democrats, wanted the objections stopped. They wanted the objections that were actually kind of proceeding successfully. Uh, mm. Raskin tried it in 17, didn't work. Democrats have always tried it, never works. But they actually had the Senate, the senators on board, House members on board. But, hey, that's uh, that's another thing. Let's talk about Tucker. I mean, Tucker right now, it's I think he's in a great spot. Number one, he's telling the truth. It has infuriated yes. the left to Denounced by Chuck Schumer in a disgusting statement yesterday. Um, how is he holding up from your uh, from your vantage point? And yeah, what does it say about our culture? This is so this is breathtakingly interesting information, and they're trying to kill the messenger. Yeah, look, I, I mean Tucker is um, you know at the top of his game, and he is very rare in being someone who um, has crystal clarity on the sort of um, the sort of cultural moment that we're in and the powers, the malign powers that are really trying to destroy this country. He understands all that. He has an inner life. Um, he spends, you know, every day pretty much. He got, gets out with his dogs and uh, when he's in Maine, he goes hunting and um, has a sauna and has a lot of time to think uh, about what's going on. And that's unusual. So he... He's not living in the superficial. He's seeing beyond it to where this is all taking us. And therefore, he tells the truth. And he has a very good BS detector. And that scares the people who want to enslave us, the powers that be. Um, you know, and that includes, you know, he calls, he talks about Washington, D.C., talks about the Uniparty. He's under no illusion that, there's, um, that there aren't Republicans people like Mitch McConnell who aren't, uh, you know, doing whatever they can to keep uh, the status quo going, um, which has been damaging to the country, uh, but is, has been good for them, enriched them and kept them in power. 
And so I think that's why he's such a threat. And the the completely unhinged reaction, um, particularly to this, I mean, it's pretty much everything he does, but this has been over the top. You had one of the most powerful men in the world, Chuck Schumer, the most powerful man in the Senate, get up yesterday in the Senate chamber and make threats against one man, one journalist, that's Tucker Carlson. He wanted Rupert Murdoch to... to Pull him off air. Yeah, actually, you know? Miranda, listen to this. He is unhinged his right. Cut 12, please. Cut 12. These lies continue tonight. Rupert Murdoch, who has admitted they were lies and said he regretted it, has a special obligation to stop Tucker Carlson from going on tonight now that he's seen how he has perverted and slimed the truth and from letting him go on again and again and again. Not because their views deserve such a program, but because our democracy depends on it. Hey, you know what? I guess we got to thank Rupert Murdoch for allowing Tucker and for giving Tucker this platform. It's an amazing thing. I love what you said. He has time to think. That is a rare, that's a rare capacity these days. So many journalists are running around like maniacs, uh, just kind of shooting stuff, uh, you know, just kind of shouting all day long and he can think kind of, uh, Hey, one thing that I think really bothers and I know, sorry, we only have a minute left that bothers the left about Tucker. They kind of think that, wait a second, you were one of us or even the establishment. I mean, you know, Tucker is kind of a child of the swamp a little bit. I mean, he had all the right jobs. He's been in journalism for a long time. MSNBC, CNN, like, Hey, you're one of us. You shouldn't be doing this. You've gone, well, he's gone rogue in a beautiful way. But I think that's part of the fascination and horror that these people have with Tucker. Yes, he he's of the ruling class. He understands that class and he understands how they've betrayed the country. And uh, that's why he has such an insight into what they're up to. And that's why he is such a threat to them. And they do whatever they can to destroy him. Uh, you know, they're trying to destroy Fox News. They're trying to destroy, uh, you know, the one conservative bastion in the entire media landscape is the Murdoch empire, you know, which such as it is. And it's it's a small sliver of conservatism inside the mainstream media. And 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 that is has to be stamped out and destroyed because if you show the people the truth, then they will come running and they will no longer be slaves to this dishonest narrative that the left is giving us. Well, Miranda Devine, um, we're so grateful that you're alive and well and reporting the truth. It's amazing. And on this Women's Day, once again, to all the women and girls out there, what's the message? Have babies, have lots of them and have them early. That's uh, that's beautiful. And you know what? Hey, Tucker says the same thing, actually. Did you know that? He goes around saying, like, you got to have a lot of kids and he's a real family man. You know, yeah. Yeah, he's it's part of his. All right. Let me just ask you this, because it's been speculated about publicly. I actually asked Tucker this point blank on this show once. (laughs) You think he's going to be president someday? Does he want to be president someday? What's your sense of that? Look, I I think it's not out of the realms of possibility. He has a great life. Uh, He's not uh, someone who craves power. And I think everyone who runs for president is a little bit weird like that. Um, But I think what he said is that. If the country got to a point where he thought that he could actually do some good, he would do it. But I think if he thought there was someone better um, or, you know, more willing to do it um, that would do a good job, he, he wouldn't he wouldn't put his hand up. But, you know, 
the maybe cometh the man cometh the hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. And he's only fifty something, so uh, there's 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 yeah. time. But uh, then again, the country's in crisis. All right, Miranda Devine, so appreciate it. Many thanks, and we'll be right back. Thanks so much. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, How about that Miranda Devine, huh? Check her out on the New York Post. Her book, Laptop from Hell, is uh, really required reading. Oh, I forgot to ask her about China and uh, Joe Biden and the way he boasted about his weirdo relationship with President Xi. Uh, just all that time he spent together. I'm like, why is he doing that? Why would he be bragging like that? We, I expect world leaders to know each other. Well, he was speaking in a uh, kind of a coded way, or not so coded to a Chinese population. He was trying to basically generate business for himself. And part of that is like there's so much emphasis, not on the product, but on the personal connection. It's very, very interesting. It's all in that book. Hey, um, you know how they like to paint big murals in the street these days? You know, I thought you're supposed to have like, you know, bus lane. I could take that, right? Or, you know, arrows for turning and that kind of thing. But now what's really in vogue is, you know, you write Black Lives Matter on the street or you put a great big gay pride, trans pride flag right there on the street. Well, they did it in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, right on an ordinary street, you know, with like stop signs and traffic lights and just heavily trafficked street. Listen to the absurdity of of this news report. So some guy is on that. <laughs> it's on the road, right? It's on the road. What do you use on the road? Cars. Some guys tire tracks are on the gay pride flag and they're trying to say it's a hate crime. Go ahead, please. A community hit by hate when a man leaves tire marks all over a pride flag painted on an intersection. Residents around the area speaking out in disgust. Sevens, Danielle Garcia is live in Fort Lauderdale with more on the search for that driver. Danielle, good morning. Good morning, Lorena. That mural right behind me was unveiled just about 20 days ago. Already it's been damaged and covered with skid marks. The community here is saddened, as you mentioned, but they are planning to redo it. In fact, the cleanup process has already begun. These silly local reporters, you know what I mean? In fact, the cleanup process has already begun. The cleanup process, the cleanup process. They're going to get the skid marks off the street. Did you notice the first part? It's near an intersection. It's an in- It's on the street. Tire marks on the street. Tire marks on the street. And it's a hate crime. Oh, man, I hate you people. You fake news idiots. I'm sorry. I don't hate. I strongly disapprove of. One more time, I gotta hear that. Hit with hate, I think she says. Hit with hate! A community hit by hate when a man leaves tire marks all over a pride flag painted on an intersection. Stop! Tire marks all over a pride flag painted on an intersection. For cars! I'm looking at the video. The street, it's a street for cars! Tire marks on the pride flag. Fly the plot pride flag! 
You notice we don't paint the American flag on the ground. I don't think we do, you know, because it gets dirty. It's going to get dirty. That's what happens. Duh! Everything is backwards, right? Uh, it doesn't mean you have to be. I'm not going to be. Um, and God is watching all of this, all of this, and he can make anything happen. So, uh, all right. Oop, there's the music. Give me a moment. Uh, Maria, Sandra, you people, when I come back, thank you. In the squadron, they called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, Dr. Dr. Redfield, I think his name is Dr. Redfield. He was the head of the CDC under Trump. And he just said that uh, gain of function research at the Wuhan lab lab unquestionably led to the worst pandemic that uh, has ever affected us uh, ever. And um, it's interesting. Redfield, you don't hear much about him. And when you did, it was slightly negative. The media, they weren't kind to him in large part because, well, he wasn't as cute as Fauci. Fauci was, well, Fauci, number one, I hate to forgive my language. He was a media whore. Okay. Yes. That's what he did. And, um, it was all about, you know, gaining favor with the media. Redfield, Redfield just did the job. And, uh, so they, and he also looked, he's not as cuddly as Fauci. You know, he's got, he's like this, he was a little bit plump. He's got a goatee. He just did not look as user-friendly as Fauci. So much of it in our, our country is obsessed with what things look like, what, you know, the optics, the superficial, not the substance, and um, especially our mayor. What does uh, Curtis say about him? His complexion is his protection. It's very, very wise, actually. This, the, the, a lot of what's going on right now is about uh, optics and Racial politics, identity politics. He's being held to a much lower standard. All Eric Adams has to do is come out and say something that's not crazy. And then you hear even the conservative media. Ooh, we're so impressed with this. What a promising young man. Wow. What about that? Hey, don't go to Mexico no matter what you do. My goodness gracious. I've been there twice. I think that it's been many years. Never, ever, ever will I go back. Um, not only what happened to this, uh, these people down there, these uh, the folks from North Carolina, I think, what did she want? She wanted a butt enhancement. A lot of people go down there for cosmetic surgery or other kinds of surgery, and they were um, kidnapped by a cartel, four of them. They killed two, injured the others. They're, I guess the other two are back home now in South Carolina. What a horrible thing. You know who wanted to like designate the cartels, not only a terror organization, but make them a uh, a military target? Donald Trump. He said, we got to stop these cartels. And I think we should use our military and we could bomb the hell out of those uh, labs where they're making the fentanyl. Don't you think that's a good idea? You think that's a good idea there? Uh, who's my, where's my Secretary of Defense? What do you think there, Mr. Secretary of Defense? Uh, Mr. President, that would be uh, absolutely against uh, all uh, protocol and tradition. We cannot do anything like it. Really? Why not? Well, sir, nothing like that's ever been done before. So I don't think, well, why don't we, you know, we have this poison coming into our country. It's coming in, and it's not stopping. And why don't we take out the factory? They don't have to know we did it. Mr. President, I'm absolutely appalled that you would make any recommendation. Excuse me while I talk to the fake news about what you just said. Now, that basically is what happened. <laughs> Donald Trump was brainstorming in the Oval Office trying to help people. 
hey, let's stop the fentanyl. Let's go to the source of the fentanyl. Let's stop it, the drugs, all that stuff. And maybe we could use our military to take out some of these places where it's being produced in Mexico. Would have been very interesting, right? What the hell? Give it a shot. Got to do something. No, that would upset. uh, Oh, no, that's just too imaginative, too creative. You can't do anything like that. Just do things the way it's always been done and keep people hooked, I guess. huh? So Donald Trump was talking about that while he was president. It leaked. And those idiots went out there and wrote those stupid books right away. Oh, my gosh, how could he have done this? I think General Milley was the source of that or might have been Mark Esper. So many traitors. Trump was surrounded by so many traitors. Hey, something he's got to do. He's got to get better at hiring people. And I got to tell you this, you know, now I'll, t- I'll tell you later because I got to tell him first. I don't want to. I mean, let me I'll share. I, I, I can't go there right now. Um, but he was right. And they mocked him. And look at what's happening right now. Everyone has finally caught up to Trump. Uh, we have to do something about these cartels, probably with our military. We have a military. Should we use it? It's decimated, though. I will give you that. We don't have much of a military to consume with this uh, woke nonsense and, you know, diversity, equity and inclusion. And the commander's off at that conference and uh, Lieutenant so-and-so is undergoing his diversity training today. And uh, we're looking for new, uh, I don't know, uh, transgender Hispanics to join the Coast Guard, whatever the hell it is. Uh, just focus on human beings and focus on the mission. That was hard enough. It was hard enough. When it was simple, it was hard. Now it's hard and complicated, complicated by all this nonsense. And we got China. We got a huge enemy and uh, we're screwing around. Uh, we're in big trouble. Did you see what's going on in Louisville, Kentucky? Uh, Merrick Garland picking up some very low hanging fruit, calling the Louisville Police Department racist. It's racist because after Breonna Taylor, they had to make a federal case out of it. Breonna Taylor was a justified shooting. There's so many myths about that case. I'll be going in depth tonight. Uh, Brianna Taylor, say her name. Remember that? Say her name. Well, why do I have to say her name? Say it. Shut up. Just say it. They were doing that to uh, Republicans coming out of the White House. Brianna Taylor, say her name. Why do they? Well, why did that become a thing? Oh, by the way, because tell you why. There are so few shootings of uh, unarmed people of color uh, by police. It hardly ever 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 happens and oh by the way it happens to white people more than black people yes it does you don't hear anybody say the name of the white victim why is that they have to exaggerate it they have to personalize it they have to make it seem bigger than it is i go into this in my book which i hope you have purchased by now it's called justice for all how the left is wrong about law enforcement i'm getting all kinds of kind reports people are now seeing it again in bookstores it was hard to find there for a while it is back in bookstores, and the stuff that I memorialize on the printed page, um, <laughs> some of it, quite frankly, is too hot, even for my Twitter account, apparently. Even for my Twitter account. Twitter, you're supposed to be able to say it. It's a, not a free country. I, I'm just very thankful. I've got a full, i got a first-class publisher, Simon & Schuster, Threshold Editions, behind this book. And it doesn't mean they agree with everything in the book. No way. Absolutely not. They don't agree. They don't disagree. They facilitated the message, though. They facilitate because we got to talk about this stuff, right? Don't we? Isn't that a free country? Isn't that? No, no. There's some ideas that are now just considered. You cannot even utter them. You can't question the election. You can't question January 6th. You can't raise key questions about George Floyd. No, you can. 
This is America. You can say whatever the hell you want. And if you're crazy and it's stupid and you don't have any facts to back it up, they'll make fun of you and ridicule you. And then you, you deal with that. But if you got the facts, if you've got impressive analysis, if you can convince people, if people agree with you, then they really have to shut you up. Right. Uh, Maria is in Short Hills. Maria, are you the one who made that analogy to the laptop yesterday? Yes, the one and only. Did yes, you see? I, I said it on the TV. Thanks to you. Thank you, Greg. Um, what I wanted to very quickly comment on, <clears throat> last night on Tucker's show, he had a police officer, a Capitol Hill police officer. Yeah, His I saw- name is Police Officer Johnson, on the force for 22 years, and his job was to make sure that the senators were safe. Well, when he knew that something was going hairy, he climbed, you know, he's raced up the Capitol Hill steps. One of the crowd gave him a MAGA hat. He put it on his head thinking, you know, this would help him get through the crowd, went into the Capitol, got the senators out. And for wearing a MAGA hat, he was fired. His his 22 years, no pension. And talk about justice. No justice. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I know. I, I know about it. We're going to do something on it tonight. I got to, you know, hats off again to Tucker. He's been driving this train. Um, and, uh, it's, it's valuable. I'm not going to be on the sidelines saying, Oh, that's a, a lot of people who wanted the story, who didn't get the story are now trying to minimize the story. They shouldn't do it. It's huge. Now I will say this. Uh, what I'm going to focus on tonight, uh, you know, the red hat and the MAGA. I remember at the time, like this Capitol Police officer was wearing a MAGA hat. He, you know, there was outrage about that. You'll notice, however, that the media, they loved it. I mean, they were just enthralled when police would get on their knees. Remember that? A handful of you know, some departments, the cops would get on their knees to show solidarity with Black Lives Matter. Do you remember that? You don't remember that? Yes, I do. I said yes. All yes, right. Well, I we did. didn't hear you say yes, but uh, yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, there's that. Now, I will say this. I don't know how this guy got fired. All right. I didn't see his personnel uh, records. You know, sometimes I've, I've encountered I'm not I'm not saying this about that guy, but I've heard I've, I've encountered a situation where somebody says I was fired for such and such. And I'm like, really, that's crazy. Wow. And then I find out he was fired for uh, stealing from work. <laughs> OK. Or he was fired from fudging uh, vacation days or whatever. So I, I'm not saying that about this guy, but you got to admit, we didn't see any documented evidence that he was let go for the MAGA hat. Um, the other thing that made me sus- not suspicious, but more suspicious of the Capitol Hill police, the chief yesterday said that those cops did not touch the horns guy because they were engaging in. What do they call it? De- de-escalatory tactics. They were trying to de-escalate the situation. No, they weren't. <laughs> they were just hanging around. <laughs> they were just hanging around. So, Maria, good stuff. Just, what? Ask you just one question. Yeah. Are you going to come to New Jersey for a book signing? Uh, no plans at this point. Uh, but you know what? Those book signings, they don't. Did you buy your book yet? Yes, I did, uh, and I want you to sign it. All right. Well, we'll make arrangements, and uh, I thank you very much. And uh, maybe I'll get out there. Uh, I'll keep in touch on that. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look into that. Thank you very, very much. You're welcome. All right. Uh, yeah, we don't do book signings uh, like they used to. They just don't. They're not a thing anymore. I've heard that from uh, well, Bill O'Reilly, Nelson DeMille. I mean, they do them, but they're just not. It used to be like you know a month, thirty day blitz of book signings all over the place. They just don't seem to do it. Uh, quite that way anymore. 
Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, what else is going on? Oh, this is the thing that I have to really make everybody understand. January 6th, okay, number one, they were there to certify the electoral votes and count them, right? The Constitution lays that out. However, there's a law, the Electoral Count Act of 1887, that says you can object to that. You can object to the counting if there is an irregularity. It goes all the way back to 1887. Democrats have tried unsuccessfully to invoke this many times because uh, they had concerns about various elections, but they were unsuccessful because you need a uh, a senator and a House member. And each time they tried it, like in 2001, January 6, 2001, they failed. Cut 31. Uh, Mr. President, it is in writing and signed by several House colleagues on behalf and myself of the 27,000 voters of Duval County in which 16,000 of them are African-Americans that was disenfranchised in this last the, election. The, the, the gentlewoman will suspend. The question, um, the part of the question uh, that I'll put again is, uh, is the objection signed by a member of the Senate? Not signed by a member of the Senate. The Senate is missing. The Senate is missing. How about that? And almost every election cycle, um, some Democrat tries this. Here's uh, this is Jamie Raskin, the guy with the do-rag lately, uh, January 6th of 2017. He doesn't want to see Trump get his electoral votes. Got 32. Uh, I have an objection because 10 of the 29 electoral votes cast by Florida were cast by electors not lawfully certified. Is the objection in writing and signed not only by the member of the House of Representatives, but also by a senator? It is in writing, Mr. President. Is it signed by a senator? Not as of yet, Mr. President. In that case, the objection cannot be entertained. Wow. Failed. And then January 6, 2021. Same thing. There's an objection, but it's more serious because it meets the requirements of the law. The Electoral Count Act of 1887, cut 33. Listen to what happens. I, Paul Gosar from Arizona. For what purpose Fort, does the gentleman from Arizona rise? I rise up for myself and 60 of my colleagues to object to the uh, counting of the electoral ballots from Arizona. Uh, is the objection in writing and signed by a senator? Yes, it is. It is. See, they were doing successfully what Democrats had tried in previous years. That was at one twelve in the afternoon. What happens at one fifty nine? The Capitol is breached. They enter the Capitol. Now they were let in the Capitol. At key moments, they weren't let inside the Capitol. At 2.44, Ashley Babbitt is shot and killed. At this point, how the hell can you object? You can't object anymore. We got th- people dying right outside the door. How can you object? That was, the, that was their tactic. They weren't. This wasn't Trump voters trying to stop the certification of, of Joe Biden. This was Democrats, the swamp, the left, scheming to stop the objections. And it worked. Kelly Loeffler, outgoing senator from Georgia, Republican. Listen to what she did. She changed her mind because of all the quote unquote violence. Cut 34. Mr. President, 
When I arrived in Washington this morning, I fully intended to object to the certification of the electoral votes. However, the events that have transpired today have forced me to reconsider, and I cannot now in good conscience object to the certification of these electors. The violence, the lawlessness, and siege of the halls of Congress are abhorrent and stand as a direct attack on the very institution my objected my objection was intended to protect the sanctity of the American democratic process. And I thank law enforcement for keeping us safe. They fooled you, Kelly Loeffler, and you caved. You caved. You were their target audience, and you bought it. And by the way, law enforcement, they weren't enforcing the law. They were letting people inside. Oh, what a scam. This is what happened, all right? And by the way, stick it to these people. Grab a copy of my book, Justice for All, How the Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement. Be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Oh, yes, this is me. Uh, Let's try... I haven't done a call this hour. Sandra, you're in New... Hey, Sandra, how are you? Hey, Greg, how are you? Good. Um, I want to... I'm glad. I wanted to just make three quick comments. Um, Regarding uh, Schumer last night, he was shaming, as you know, Tucker, Fox News, and McCarthy. And at the end of his speech, he went on to say that he's afraid that uh, by showing this, it's going to cause another whatever you want to call it. But I think just the opposite. By not showing this to our educated public, we are going to become infuriated more so than hiding it from us. That was the first thing. You're damn right about that, Sandra. Do me a favor. Before you continue, I want to hear what Mitch McConnell had to say something about this as well. Mitch McConnell was horrified by what happened. Cut 13, please. Cut 13. Was it a mistake by Speaker McCarthy to give access to such a cause of this security footage? My uh, concern is how it was depicted, which is a different issue. Clearly, the chief of the Capitol Police, in my view, correctly describes what most of us witnessed firsthand. You're wrong, and so is he. Sandra, give me a moment. Greg Kelly, Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. How about that? Kelly Loeffler just losing her guts because, uh, well, they scared her. It was a plot. Hey, remember how I showed you Ray Kelly was giving all that information about the uh, the police involved shooting? The police shot somebody, and and three hours later, uh, the police commissioner and the mayor, they, they stand in front of the city's press corps, and they answer all kinds of questions, and they give them all the information they have. When Ashley Babbitt was killed... Eight months go by, nothing happens. Eight months. And then finally, Lieutenant Byrd, she was a threat. The man who shot her, murdered her in my opinion, he was the one. He gets to talk about it, not his boss, not the Capitol Hill police chief. These people hide. They're hiders. They're afraid. Frady cats. Cut eight. Cut 28, please. When you fired, what could you see? Where were you aiming? You're taught to aim for center mass. Uh... The subject was sideways, and I could not see her full motion of her hands or anything. Um, so I guess her movement, you know, caused 
the uh, discharge to to fall where it did. And what did you think this individual was doing at that at that moment? She was posing a threat. Posing a threat. You can't shoot somebody for uh, being in a window without a gun, without a knife. You can't do it. There's not a police department in the country, at least, that would say that was a justified shooting. Bad. And by the way, what about the information? Why, why do we have to wait until this guy gets around to it? What about his boss? What about the Capitol Police, huh? I'm watching those teenagers rampage in that restaurant in Queens. It should be one of those moments, aha moments. But everybody's looking in a million different directions. We'll see what we can do about that. All right, Sandra, sorry, you were rudely interrupted. What's up? No, I, it's okay. I wanted to also talk about International Women's Day for a second. I feel sad for all the women. This is the third year they're being denied rights to enroll in the universities. These women want PhDs. You mean the women in, uh, like, Afghanistan and places like that? that? That's exactly where I mean, in Afghanistan. And, and they watch their brothers going to the schools and they can't go. And what I want to say is I think, of course, Biden didn't help the situation any. Maybe things might have been better for these women. But what I really want to say yeah. is maybe if, the, if these men would maybe discover a better relationship with their partner if they had an equal type of partnership. Maybe they might enjoy their relationship All right, listen, more. You, you can't give these people in the mountains of Afghanistan uh, marriage advice or counseling from New Jersey, Sandra. <laughs> you just, it, it just like It is a totally different system over there. I don't know what's going on. I was in Afghanistan once. Uh, got the hell out of there as soon as I could. I didn't know what was going on. I just knew we had no business being there as a country. Our job was to go in there, kill bin Laden, not six weeks after 9-11. It should have been six hours. Anyway, uh, so, you know, I, I Sandra, don't worry about that. I mean, I, I mean, I do worry about it. My heart breaks. And some of those kids are actually, their organs are being sold. And it's all Biden's fault. It's all Biden's fault. All right. I'm sorry, Sandra. You had one other item on your agenda. Well, thank you. One more thing. The drug war. What happens if we send some drones to those factories and do something like that? Ah, what an interesting idea. I think it's going to take more than a drone. Well, actually, no. It could take a Hellfire missile, and those things are fired by by drones. And uh, that's exactly what Trump was at least thinking about broadly. Doesn't matter if it's an F-18 or a drone or whatever. Take these damn plants out. Let's start annihilating the drug-producing facilities. I don't see any problem with it. Oh, but it's an act of war. Diplomacy. Shut up. All right, do it in the middle of the night. Nobody will know what happened. And uh, a lot of lives will be saved. I think it's a good idea, Sandra. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I think that's a great idea, actually. I am so sick of just taking it, right? This country is taking it, taking it, taking it all the time, internally, externally. And China, China, are we now in the mindset of where we were in the 80s? Remember, we were like afraid of Russia, afraid, you know, like not afraid, hiding under our beds, afraid. But they were our enemy. Everybody understood it. Ronald Reagan was clear and concise and bold. He said that this is uh the evil empire and we are in a cold war, and we must prevail. And you know what he did? He actually spent them into oblivion. They could not keep up with our uh, arms expenditures. That helped bring about the uh, the end of the Soviet Union. Uh, Russia is still smarting over that. They still have an inferiority complex over that. It's one of the reasons why Putin is doing this thing in, in Ukraine. But we now know he ain't going to make it to Poland. we got to worry about 
we got to worry about uh, China. And you know what's going to happen? I mean, I can feel it now. Can't you? China's going to invade Taiwan. China's going to take back Taiwan. And they're going to do it while Joe Biden's president. They're going to do it while Joe, we don't want any trouble, Biden is president. Can't you feel it? You really can. That's going to happen. I, I hate to say it. It's going to happen. Carl, you're, uh, where are you, Carl? Hi. Hi, Greg. It's uh, good to talk to you. I just want to bring the, uh, the attention. The MSN is now, the mainstream media is, is more a propaganda machine than anything else. You've got WABC, Newsmax. Um, they're good. But I worry about the kids because they're taking away the vital information, facts, and so subverting it that they can't even, if they're given the pictures, if they're given what's happening, they can't see it. There is a woman, a young lady from North Korea. Her name is Yomni Park. I know all about her. She's an amazing woman. She just wrote a book. She went to Columbia University after escaping from North Korea. She was sold into sex slavery. And she says the environment at Columbia University and other aspects of our society are worse than North Korea or on par with North Korea. You can't say this word is forbidden. You can't do that. It's forbidden. It's totally crazy. She's an amazing woman. I actually talked to her on my podcast, and uh, and she's got a book out right now. Thanks for bringing that up, uh, Carl. Good stuff. Good stuff. Let me do one more. Robert is standing by in Suffolk County. Robert, how are you? Hi. Uh, good. I want to spread the word that we can help stop the drug crisis and overdoses, deaths. All Congress has to do is make certain drugs illegal under the Controlled Substances Act. Reschedule them as Schedule One. I don't care if the FDA objects, if the drug manufacturers object, they have no say. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, Robert? Yes, you sound pretty convinced from where you're talking, but guess what? They do have a say. The pharmaceutical industry, notice how many commercials you see from the pharmaceutical industry. You know how much money they've spread around Congress? The people who have the say, our elected leaders, they're listening to the pharmaceutical industry. All right. You know, I know what you're talking about. Conceivably, yes. Theoretically, yes. Practically, no. That's not going to happen. I would love it to happen. And every now and then it happens with certain medications, but not really. And uh, that's because the pharmaceutical industry is so big and powerful. I got to take uh, one more call, and then I'm going to go to uh, our special guest, Andrew and Stanhope. Welcome back. Yes, the lady that you spoke of from Columbia, she was great. I heard an interview, and she said people in America think they're oppressed, but they're not, and people in North Korea are oppressed, and they don't know it. But I want to say your book. I'm looking forward to it. Can I get an audio version? I'm a little dyslexic. That would Yes, help. Andrew, you can get an audio version. It's been out for two months, including the audio version. Jesus. Excuse me, but I mean, come on, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to make some dough here. You're what are you doing? You, you? How much airtime have I given you and you won't buy my little book? <laughs> You're right. I'll buy more than one. You and better be- No, no. Look, if you, if you get around to it, I'd appreciate it. Uh what else? Brianna Taylor, that was another fake news thing where they said, oh, the, the plight of black women being shot unjustly by police. Really, they're not being shot justly or unjustly because they're not committing violent crimes. The violent crimes are committed by men 
not by women, you know, normally. And she happened to be next to a black man that was shooting. Hey, there's a lot of fake news about that. And by the way, tonight, uh, you got to look up what Daniel Cameron, the attorney general of Kentucky, said about all that stuff. Uh, an amazing guy who also spoke at the Republican National Convention in 2020. That guy, I hope, is going to be president someday. Uh, wait your turn. Trump first. But uh, it could be amazing. Give me a moment. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right, we got some VIPs in the room, uh, but first I got to deal with something staring me in the face. This uh, Hank from Port Washington, love Port Washington. Hank, I understand you're upset about something. Let it go, okay? Sounds like it worked. <laughs> I am joined by the great people of LifeVac. LifeVac is this uh, special little device that if you're choking, quite frankly, uh, somebody can. It's like the it's like a plastic Heimlich maneuver. It's like the best thing in the world, although the inventor of it is probably going to jump down my throat because I just called it the plastic Heimlich. It's Arthur Lee. He's the uh, well, the inventor of the LifeVac. Uh, Arthur, welcome back. How are you? Oh, man, thank you so much. I'm great. And, uh, and you can call it the plastic plunger, this face sucker. It doesn't matter. It's got all kinds of nicknames. Yeah, you cool with that? Yeah. Well, you, because it saved, we saved two lives today. You so brought your, what you call that it. is amazing. I want to find out how you know that, by the way. We brought in, uh, with you, joining you, Mike Plunkett, the president, and Mike Singer, the COO, chief operations officer. That's excellent. So, uh, how do you, well, you guys are with the boss, so you're very, yeah. Yeah. everything's good. We're well, just yeah, going to say good things about him for the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like Why babies. now? How, <laughs> do you know, how do you know you saved two people today? They, we have a report of save life form on the uh, website, and part of the deal is you get a free one if you report the save, and we give you a new one. So, we got two today. We had four yesterday. We're at 748 saves and over 450 kids. But check this out on this one. The cool part about this one was the mother wrote, everyone who was around agreed that without the light back, my mother would not have survived. That was her note on the, on the save. And the other one was, um, the child was turning blue. I used the light back and he began to cry. The sweetest noise I ever heard. Wow. Very beautiful. And That's... those are just random comp, you know, people coming in. So again, it's a, um, it's a kind of a, a vacuum, plastic vacuum, no electronics, nothing, and it can take a piece of meat, whatever you're choking on, right out of the throat or the esophagus. Tell us, tell us, actually, describe what the heck this thing actually is. <laughs> well, it, actually, the best way to describe it is a plunger, like a, a sink plunger from like uh, Home Depot, uh, except it doesn't push in; it pulls out, it vents out the side, sucks the object out, and we're blessed that. Like if you did it scientifically, it pulls 300 millimeters mercury, which basically is the hardest you could cough or sneeze. So we've been fortunate that every time, knock on wood, that it's been used, it's removed the object when protocol Heimlich has failed. And like I said, we just passed 450 children that are on our Hall of Saves. I think you've seen our Hall of Saves, pictures of it. And uh, we're changing the world. That's fantastic. Life back is uh, well. You got your team here, uh, Mike. Where is it made? Where do the Where do they actually make this thing? Uh, right here in New York, in Long Island. Um, and interestingly enough, uh, this this is ten, eleven years old now. And uh, so you have Arthur and and the other Mike. So the other Mike was a police officer here in the city for twenty years, and Arthur worked at uh, JFK Airport in logistics, and I actually worked uh, about three blocks from here. 
in, in the equities business and the finance business. So our medical background was somewhere around zero when yeah, we started. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know you're thinking, how does this get to the end? It sounds like a yeah. joke. And we a were finance thinking, guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we walked into a bar. Yeah. The bar. And we said yeah. to the bartender, yeah. And uh, so, could you imagine that first meeting we had around the table, the three of us trying to figure out where do we go from here? And that's no exaggeration. And yeah. we didn't really know the answers. And and over time, you you start to navigate your way. And uh, at times, you get a little bit disgruntled with the way the system works. But we we fought our way through yeah, it. Yeah. And uh, we get to the point now where you're getting these saves every day. So there, oh yeah, like a lot of red tape you had to go through to get to get it. What kind of tell us a little bit about that if you can, anybody? It's 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 you know art art is a uh, a man that doesn't take no for an answer. So uh, Mike and I are there to try and keep us uh, friendly with the authorities. Give give me an example, like what? Who did you need to say yes? Well, you know they haven't all said yes yet. Hmm. We still need more yeses. The people that can make a decision on themselves, let's say autonomy, the people that have autonomy. So that's every mom in America who's buying this right now. And then the schools, the small, the smaller school systems will buy it. It's when you get into the larger system. So we're almost like second city TV. We go out and we hit the second cities and they can say yes. And they do say yes. And we're in every school in uh, Collier County. We're in, we're in the Nassau Police Department out here in New York. Sarasota in Florida in the police department. So if they have their own decision-making process internally, we get through those. When it becomes a bit more bureaucratic, then it takes a bit longer. LifeVac.net. You can go and see this thing. And uh, LifeVac.net. Do you need – it's a free country. You can make this thing. Did you have to get some doctor seal of approval or anything like that? Yeah, it was a big part of the challenge. You know, we went from force tests to cadaver tests to real-world tests. And uh, me and Singer here, we we did the cadaver test first ourselves, which is crazy, a cop and an air freight guy. But – and then we got six peer-reviewed medical journals. So it's actually the most uh, studied and scientifically proven method to clear an airway because old protocol had very little science. I'm looking at it right now. It looks like a little oxygen mask with, uh, I don't know, a little sponge or uh, a little accordion thing right yeah. under it and a handle. Yeah. And in the heat of the moment, what do you do? You put it over the face? What? How, how do you use it? You basically just put it over the face, the nose and the mouth. You place, you push, and you pull. And pulls whatever's in your throat out. And uh, does it take one try? Do you have to do it a yeah, couple well, of times? A lot of times. It, we, the, I think the average on the report form is like two and a half times. Um, but, yeah, like Mike said, it's place, push, pull. Because the goal was to make it super simple because you get a panic. Yeah. Right? So you just go nuts. I mean, there's, there's videos of me just going, ah, and pushing up and down just to kind of display the simplicity of it. All right. Let's talk cash. I'm trying to find, how much does this thing cost? $69.95. Uh, let me just ask you, once you use it to save a life, can you use it again? Or do you, like, does that go in the hall of fame? It, it, it does go, it does yes, go in the hall yes, of yes, fame. Yes, yes. We have, we have everyone and we have, uh, we have arts, uh, original prototypes with the glue and the duct tape all <laughs> yeah, over them. Yeah. We still have those, but, you can, you, you we, for cleanliness purposes, we, we replace it for free. The people just come on the website and they fill out this form that says, I've used this, it saved us. We get in touch with them and we give them a new one because it's a great story and uh, they become uh, life hackers forever, as yep. Art would say. One more thing. Is this, okay, you said it's secondary to the Heimlich. If someone's choking, do I try the Heimlich first and then this thing or can I use this life hack right away? You try the Heimlich first. Yes. Go right to it. I mean, our mission is uh, be aware, cut your food, be aware of your esophagus getting smaller. Um, <laughs> then you, uh, <laughs> then you get trained and use the, the life hack as the last resort. And, you know, that's the way we stop 5,000 deaths a year, one child every five days. I mean, I appreciate so much having us on. So, you know, we saved two lives today and you said come in and talk about it because this will save a life. And 
It's made in America. We made it last forever. Covers kids and your family. Use it. We give a free one. We're in the second. We're in the fourth quarter of our lives. We did it to be the best we could be and save as many kids as we can. Well, wait, wait hold on. Let's go back. What was, yeah, it, what was in the fourth quarter? I'm in the third quarter. Yeah. I'm always talking about. <laughs> you talking about? You're deeper in the fourth quarter than I am, buddy. Two boy. minute warning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Buzz it's amazing. Going off. Do we? You know what? Do we have one in house? No, I'm like I'm most paranoid. Uh, we, 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 we we need more of these we'll things. Yeah, we'll so, uh, all right, because after you do the Heimlich, and if somebody is still choking, I mean, like, damn, then you're it's, really. It's like you. You know, you're dead city. And in it's, many uh, cases, that is exactly what happened. Yeah. And also, in a majority of cases, the people that abused it were not actually trained professionals. They were moms becoming heroes that had no training and in the middle of a panic situation uh, have used it on their own children, which kind of gives you an idea of how simple it is to use. Well, this character, you got, you know, it's air. You need it. You got four minutes, tops. You know what I mean? It's the way to sustain life. You can't keep someone alive until help arrives. You got to clear that airway. That's why yeah. I did it. Because it scared me that my daughter would be in my arms. I'd do everything and just sit there. Right. You know, saying, now what? That's a beautiful thing. How many people work at the factory, Mike? About 50. 50. About 50 people inside. What's it like around the factory? I've always wanted to, like, <laughs> I think it must be very cool to own or be the chief it's, guy at a factory. Yeah. Well, we have about 50 people working with us, and um, it's a big deal. We get about 160,000 of them out a month. 160, so, what? Thousand? Thousand. Yeah. Units That's out a, a month. month. Is yeah. it so? Uh, you got a lot of like heavy machinery. These things aren't made by hand, or are they made by hand? Yeah, a lot of it's made by hand. Yeah, we make most of it here in the U.S. and it huh. gets mostly it's assembled mostly here in Smithtown. Mike likes the heavy machinery, though. We do that just to move the box around. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of cool. <laughs> just like the heavy stuff. Oh, well, Quitman. we do a demo. We'll have Mike do it. It'll take him like five minutes, and then his guys will do it, and they'll make like eight. To make yeah, it, to yeah, make yeah, the yeah. actual unit. He's a bad demo guy. Wow. <laughs> I'd love to see the factory. Oh, yeah, it'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. right, so LifeVac.net, everybody. LifeVac.net. It's a really cool thing. What a great story, too. I mean, you know, made in America, yep. save lives. How can you miss? And uh, great guys. So Mike, Mike, and Arthur, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you so much. Check out LifeVac.net. Uh, for the rest of you folks, uh you know what? How much time do we have left in the show? Forty seconds. Rob has been on hold for a long time. He's in Secaucus. Rob, yes. Hello, Greg. How you doing? Good. Uh, Fire you away. And both, you, you and I both share a friend in the great Rudy Giuliani. Um, I, I, I um, all right. Manage. You're wasting time. I, I, he, I know. He's he's okay. he, tell, to make the point. He's a wonderful man. Oh, okay, come yeah. on, dude. <laughs> That's why he works here. He's going to be on air in 10 seconds. I thought you had something important to say. That's why I stopped everything to talk to Rob. Rob, call me back tomorrow with some pertinent information. I know you got it. Anyway, Rob, just kidding, but we are out of time. Uh, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Oh, man, thank you. way to go. I'll Good see you tonight on Newsmax 10-ish. Bye-bye. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all-natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.